Well, we had a ton of fun the last day and a half with you guys. Steve, I love what you carry. Every time you're here, I like go to another level of believing the right things. And I just appreciate the tune-up a lot of us got this weekend. And, and your team, hey, Shireen, where's the rest of them? Lindsay, Michael, you guys are amazing. Come back and stay. <laughs> Come on up. Let's welcome Steve and his team. Bless them. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. What a joy it's been to be back in Alaska. Second time been here. Last time I was here in January. So I enjoyed seeing more light and the beauty. And oh, you guys are just have treated us so well. And our team has been so blessed. I'm going to ask them to come on up. They're going to uh, just in the beginning of what I'm going to do, I wanted them to share. And these three are three radicals. These three are three Christians your mom warned you about. <laughs> They're third-year students of the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in Reading. So they've dedicated three years of their life to be equipped, to be immersed, to be trained, to bring heaven to earth. And they're three of my heroes. And so we got Michael, Lindsay, and Shireen, Germany, Ohio, mm, all over the world, Hawaii, uh, D.C. And, uh, and so I just asked them if they would just uh, share some things that are on their hearts this morning. So, Michael, you want to start it off? Start it off. Don't you love his t-shirt? Oh, yay. <laughs> hey, I have a Psalm 84. I'm going to read Psalm 84. We're going to get it started with this, a few verses. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Hey, isn't this good? I felt this. this. This whole morning, this worship, it was this kind of deep, soulfully shouting to the Lord. It was so beautiful. Like being here, I, you know, I, I walked around in worship. It, was, it really touched my heart, the way how you live family. Like all kind of generation, I think there were some grandmas holding the babies and grandchildren and children around and, and everything. It was all having all these generations worshiping together and you know also when there was some stuff going wrong here laughing at each other this this is these are the important moments and and this this is it's not about perfection it's about about joyful shouting to the lord and and that's so good and so thank you so much for all the love that you shower us like i walk around people come and hug and it's it's just this is what i feel is heavenly family and that's very, you know, for you, it's normal. I just tell you, it's not normal. This is, this is heaven and this is good. This is Jesus. Hey. <laughs> and I just want to tell you, like, I've looked at the lost and found. And there, you can see it's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> and, and what I've, I've this, this was like the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Hey, this is the found place. 
This is the you. This is the found place. You know, a lot of people are lost out there, and it's like this. You know, it's not the the lost people. It's not just a few. It's not just two or three. It's a lot of people. But this, what you are, you have the found place. You need to bring people and say, hey, you're maybe you're on the lost and found. You're still out there, but I bring you to the found place. And such a good word. Such a good word. Thank you, Michael. Um, I just want to let you guys, you guys are all lovers of God. Like, I can feel the love. I'm so filled up. I can't, I don't want to leave this place if I'm being completely honest. I just, when I was here a year ago, I worked at a fish processing plant. And like, even knowing I was protected there is through you guys. Like, Christians come that you haven't even met yet who are going to dark places that are covered because of your guys' prayers. And you guys are such lovers of God. Um, Dennis, Brenda, my heart, like, I just want to start crying when I think of you. What you guys created here is so beautiful. I can't thank you enough for loving me and just championing me on. I came here, and you guys create a place for people to be who God created them to be. There's no comparison in this place. Everyone's, everyone here is so uniquely different. If you even look at our team, it's different. We're all, we've got a German, we've got a Midwest girl, and a Hawaii. It's just we all carry something so uniquely different, but you guys champion us. Steve champions us. It's just being here, letting us be who God created us to be, and champion has been something I can't even start to fathom and say thank you. Thank you does not cut how much you made me feel loved. And you make so many people feel loved. So thank you for being lovers of God. So, uh, yeah, I just want to honor all of you for, um, and especially our hosts, the Sunbergs. Can we get you guys just to stand up and just, we just want to honor you and say thank you. <laughs> yeah. They've blessed us so well. We just felt like we were at home. It's really hard to leave. <laughs> and uh, I just, uh, the word I'm getting this morning, um, we were praying in the car and launch pad came up. And I just was talking to a beautiful young lady back there. And she just confirmed that this is a launch pad. This is like the Kennedy Space Center. Yep. I really see God bringing people here and equipping them and sending them out into places that, they've, that you can't even imagine. Yeah. And... Um, the Lord gave me 1 Corinthians 13, and um, it says, I'm going to put Northgate, Alaska in where love is here. And it says, uh, Northgate, Alaska is large and incredibly patient. They are gentle and consistently kind to all. Northgate, Alaska refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. They do not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Northgate, Alaska does not traffic in shame or disrespect, nor selfishly seeks its own honor. Northgate, Alaska loves joyfully and celebrates honesty and finds no delight in wrong. And m most of all, Northgate, Alaska is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. And it's, this is a beautiful church. And you guys are equipping people to go forth into places that you can't even imagine. So you don't have to be um, offended or worried if somebody comes just to get filled up because they're going to go places that farther than you've ever, um, they could go on their own. Thank you, team. Bless them. Wow. Just so proud of them for their ministry this weekend. And 
Um, just a couple things I want to say before we get into the message today. We, got, we have a resource table on the back, in the back. Uh, my wife has got a book called uh, Victorious Emotions. Anybody here want Victorious Emotions? Yeah, and she's just her journey in that, overcoming lies. And then I've got a, a powerful leadership book as well. And, and you might have noticed on the, the overhead, we've got the, an audio. It's also in audio, Culture of Empowerment, How to Champion People. It takes uh, the quote of Bill Johnson, who's the senior leader at Bethel Church, where I'm on staff, where he says, my goal is not to build a big church, but to build big people. It takes that quote and it's really a book that's not, <clears throat> not just for church leaders, but it's for parents. It's for anybody who wants to influence anybody, how to build big people and how to empower people and how to think about people, empowering beliefs, empowering language, empowering structure. So that's available. And then I've, I've got a book there called Possessing Joy, A Secret to Strength and Longevity. <laughs> yeah, I thought it might, you know, with this Joy t-shirt, it might kind of fit and um, a guy named George N. Banoff, some of you know him, he wrote the foreword to this book. And I've got a passion on joy, and I spoke on this the last session of the conference yesterday. And you, the, it, literally, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we don't, we don't need joy at the end of the battle, we need joy in the middle of the battle because it's our strength. And there's no convenient season in life to walk in joy. <clears throat> Let's laugh at that. Ha <laughs> ha. And so this is a great devotional. It's an eight-week study, uh, personal or group. And Michael, why don't you just find, go out there and just find somebody out, out there and give them a word. And I've also got um, a book, a uh, couple books for children called Let's Just Laugh at That for Kids. And, you know, laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God are the pulling down of strongholds. One of the weapons God has given us is laughter. Because to laugh, you, you have to let go of something. And, and just uh, even the, <clears throat> the strongholds and the lies that we want to believe, when we're able to laugh at those lies, then it actually starts to disempower the lie. Why don't we just laugh at a couple of lies here? Um, how about this? Northgate Church's influence is declining. <laughs> How about this one? Here's a good one. One of the devil's favorite lies. You are a failure. <laughs> the, only, the, only power, the only power the devil has is with the lie. He's the father of all lies. And so we have a lot of fun with that. And so there's some resources there. You can find out more about us at ignitinghope.com. And yeah. So I want you to say this. Uh, say, God brought me here this morning because he believes in me more than I believe in myself. He's preparing me for something bigger than I know. Something's happening in me this morning. It's supernatural. It's going to increase, and it's going to influence the nations. Amen. I've just really enjoyed being here, and Dennis and Brenda, thank you. Thank you for your friendship. Thanks for being a big part of the Bethel Leaders Network and what we're building there. And I love your team. I love what God's doing. You know, just even seeing uh, the, your property and seeing, you know, the things moving forward. Someone just say, yay. Yeah, just, I just got so excited about that. And, and, 
Yeah, even what what was shared, you shared earlier about the Moravians and, you know, the 100 years, and I was thinking about that and reminded me when I was in South Africa uh, a couple years ago, I was in a a city called Velkom. It was a rural area, and I I did a Thursday night meeting there just that I had an extra day, and I ended up there just on a Thursday night, and there's about 300 people in this meeting, and they are on fire. Man, it, it was it was a fiery meeting, and I mean, just and they had a Christian school. It was a it was a beautiful campus, <clears throat> and I heard the story. <clears throat> I heard the story. Uh, Paul's the, the Paul is the pastor, and I heard how he got into the ministry. He's a fourth generation pastor, and his great grandfather, a hundred years ago, was a drunkard, and he was uh, he decided to go to a John G. Lake meeting. Now, some of you know John G. Lake is a great healing evangelist, and he went there actually with a bottle of alcohol in his back pocket, and, and in that meeting, he got radically saved. Just say radically saved. He got radically saved, and two weeks later, he tells his wife, we're going into the ministry. And it started a chain reaction. Uh, of, of that, that just one guy saying yes to Jesus was the seed for what I was in a hundred years later. It, it was like, that's when it started. And as I thought about that this morning, I, I just saw in my mind, I saw your property, and I saw, I, I, I saw like this huge campus a hundred years from now. I'm looking a hundred years. And I saw a huge campus 100 years from now, and, and I mean, with buildings, schools, university, uh, all kinds of, you know, things happening there. And, and I just wanted to say this, that what you're building here is, is not just for your lifetime. It's not just for your lifetime. It, it, it's actually something, the greatest impact of what's going to happen, and there's going to be great things in the next 10, 20 years, but the greatest impact of your saying yes is going to be about, will be about 100 years from now. Someone say, wow, 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 wow. And I also heard this, there's somebody in this meeting who's not normally in this meeting. <laughs> You're not normally here, and God's going God's gonna to light a fire in you that's going to create this, this generational thing that's actually, go, you, you, that is so, it's a seed. You're a seed to this huge tree. Jesus said, uh, he talked about the mustard seed. He said, the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds, but it grows up to be a tree where the birds of the air live in its branches. You know, one of my goals is that all kinds of people, ministry, live in the branches of what God's done in my life. That's one of my goals. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in the, the, I'm living right now just today in the branch of the Northgate branch, of the tree. This is, I like this tree. You know, someone just go tweet, tweet. <laughs> but somebody's here. Somebody's here, and, and you are, are there, there's a turning point happening in your life. And it's leading someplace big. It's going to lead to a tree where all kinds of 
people, ministries, uh, leaders are going to get in your tree. Whew, that just gets me fired up. Uh, someone just go, rah. All right, I want to go after something this morning. Uh, I want to just give you three life-changing beliefs. You know, just um, the beliefs, the renewing of the mind, Romans 12, 2, uh, says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of the mind is not just by osmosis. It's not just by reading the Bible. It's not just by coming to church, even though that's important. But it's actually saying I'm not believing this anymore. I'm believing this. We use the example this weekend, I'm not, I'm not going to believe I'm just anointed when I feel anointed. I'm going to believe I'm anointed all the time. That feelings have nothing to do with it. I'm always anointed. I'm just actually going to believe that. Now, that's how you renew your mind. And the renewing the mind is, is always believing something higher than what you're feeling and experiencing. We have, to, we have to believe something higher than what we're feeling or experiencing or we'll just keep experiencing the same thing. Because current mind renewal creates future experience. Whatever I renew my mind with today, I'll transform my future too. If I renew my mind that, that I am a failure, I'll transform my future into being a failure. If I renew my mind that I radically influence nations, I'll transform my future to radically influencing nations. It'll work for everybody. Let's laugh at this, by the way, but it probably won't work for you. <laughs> All right, so three life-changing beliefs. And one, the first one is, is this, there's always a solution. Just say it, there's always a solution. You know, people ask me, they say, Steve, what's your favorite declarations? Well, I'll, I'll usually say a couple, but I'll pretty much always include, there's always a solution. Just, just say it, there's always a solution. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.13 says this. It says, no temptation or no trial has come upon you except which is common to man. And God is faithful. Say, God is faithful. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear, but with the temptation or with the trial will provide the way of escape. Will provide, maybe I'll just paraphrase this, the solution, the way of escape, so that you may be able to bear up under it. So basically, the Bible says that no matter what we face, it's not too much for us to handle, and there's always a way of escape. There's always a solution concerning whatever we're facing. Now, you could be a million dollars in debt today. There's a solution. There's a solution. You, you could have just got fired this week. There's a solution. You could have this week just failed miserably in your life, and you just come in here, you're full of shame, and you, now, there's a solution. There's a solution. You, you, you look at what's going on in America, you don't know how to respond, there's a solution for you. Now, the way the brain is wired, if the brain doesn't think there's a solution, it won't look for one. Once the brain actually believes there's a solution, it starts seeing solutions that weren't seen before. And there's always a solution. I mean, you know, just, and you know, Wendy and I, uh, my wife Wendy, she, when we, we have things that happen just like you, God's called us to live above and not beneath. But we have things that happen, it puts us beneath. Anybody relate to that? Yep, that thing looks bigger than God. Uh, you know, that, uh, oh, no. I don't have the victory anymore. <laughs> well, I don't feel the victory. I should say that. I have the victory. I just don't feel it. 
But the moment you know, one of us says, whether we're underneath it for five minutes, five hours, five days, the moment one of us says, there's, a, there's always a solution, we start whew, coming back on top. And, you know, I mean, when you start factoring in the supernatural, whoo, I mean, God, he's got solutions way beyond, miraculous solutions, unlikely people solutions. I love the story of David and Goliath, you know, 1 Samuel 17, and before David killed Goliath, Saul, King Saul, Israelite army on one hill, Philistines, Goliath on other hill, just kind of like this face off. The Philistines are taunting the Israelites. Can you imagine uh, King Saul possibly talking to his, um, his fellow, his officers and saying, th- they were saying things like this, um, our prayers aren't working. Let's laugh at that, by the way. Ha, 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 ha. There's no solutions for Goliath. Ha, ha. Things are only going to get worse. Ha, ha. God's not doing anything. Ha, ha. No, all the time the solution's coming. Unlikely answer in a, in a boy named David. Hey, uh, David's dad says, hey, David, why don't you bring lunch to your brothers? Hmm. I want you to say this. My solution is coming. It's coming. It's a powerful thing. The belief there isn't a solution is, more, is a bigger problem than the problem. So say it again. There is always a solution. Uh, a second life-changing belief is this, is um, I am a powerful decision maker. Say that. Say it again. I want you to say it louder. Let's laugh at this lie. Um, you should not believe you are a good decision maker until you, f- you see that you're consistently making good decisions. Uh-huh. I remember I, I tell the Lord when he was working with me on beliefs, I said, uh, God, when things start getting better in my life, I'll start believing better. Is that okay with you? He said, No. He says, that's not how this works. And, you know, one of the things about, you know, the Bible is that we are who God says we are. Didn't we sing that? I thought, I think, you know, I used to get irritated at worship leaders because they would have us sing the same phrases over and over again. I just say, man, I'd be thinking, can't we move on? Can't we move on and sing something else? And the Lord says, he said, Steve, that's the only way I can get you to say it. That's the only way I can get you to say something higher than what you're experiencing is with music. I I, I got to get you to say it without music. That's why I love declarations. Declarations are faith statements we make without music. You know, what would we sing today? We sang some radical stuff. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. Wow. 
You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. We sang that today. I dare you to start saying that stuff without music. Uh Uh-huh. You turn to your neighbor and say, "That's that's a good word for you. Yeah, it's, what, what's the Bible say? Does it say, let the weak say I'm weak? Uh, that's not what your version says. <laughs> let the weak say I'm weak. No. Let the weak say I'm strong. Wow, let the person in a weak experience keep agreeing with God and say who God says they are. Faith's not about denial. If you're battling weakness, get prayer, go to the doctor, take medication if you need to, but don't call yourself weak because if you call yourself weak, that thing becomes bigger than anything the devil's doing. Who we call ourselves is either going to launch us, and I heard this is a launching pad. Who we call ourselves is going to launch us or restrict us. And if we just call ourselves by our past experience, I am weak. I don't remember names a while. Miracles don't happen through me. Yeah, I'm a poor decision maker. If that's what we say, then, then actually that's going to help reinforce negative experiences in our lives. Romans 4.17 says this, God who gives life to the dead. God gives life to the dead by calling those things that are not as though they are. Whoo! Someone just say fire. fire. <laughs> so the whole thing about decision making, first thing you got to do, you know, I'm a powerful decision maker. James 1.5 says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously without finding fault and it will be given to him. I mean, wisdom is the basis of powerful decision making. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1, 7, I have a sound mind. How many of you know there's a lot of things under the umbrella of sound mind? One of them is good decision making. Now, here's the thing. I've found this out, that many sincere Christians are the most double-minded in their decision making. I sure was. Early on in, in my, you know, I just, I could never make a decision in faith because I was so fearful of being wrong. My heart to please the Lord was so strong that I couldn't, I couldn't believe that, that I was making, I, I just couldn't believe in my decisions. And I remember, Wendy and I felt like the Lord told us this, and, and, and work with me on this, that he said, Stephen Wendy, a bad decision made in faith has a greater likelihood of success than a good decision made in doubt. Now, I'm not talking about sinning in faith. Let me be clear. Yep, I'm going to go rob a bank in faith. <laughs> There's a power verse in, in uh, Romans 4, 14, 5. I love verses like this that, I mean, you know, it says one day esteems, one person esteems one day alike, another uh, every day. And then it says, let each of you be fully convinced in your own mind. Just say fully convinced. 
Now, the journey the Lord wants to take us on in our decision-making is to be fully convinced. Fully convinced doctrinally, fully convinced in what we're doing. You know, he basically, it says, talking about Sabbaths there, it says, hey, what, you know, if you think the Sabbath's one day, go for it. If you think it's every day, go for it. But let each of you be fully convinced in your own mind. Isn't that amazing? Be fully convinced. Now, you know, we all, we all want a good process of decision-making. I mean, obviously, whatever decisions we make need to be based on the Word of God, the foundation of that. Wisdom in a multitude of counselors, having good people in our life who actually are renewing their mind to help us in our, in our decision-making. Uh, getting a story from God. You know, whatever decisions we make, and especially the big ones, we need a story from God. And then the greater the risk we take is the greater the story we need. I mean, I've taken some big risks that weren't logical, financially and other, other ways, but I, I had a story from God. And I began to attach my faith to it. By the way, there's people in this room who are going to make radical decisions in this next season. God's going to give you a supernatural story, and you're going to do things that other people think are illogical. Just turn to your neighbor and say, he's probably talking about you. <laughs> One of my goals in life is to attach faith to every decision I make. Every decision where I've attached faith to, there's power. Every area of my life where I'm double-minded, I don't have power. Let me say that again. Every area of my life where I attach faith to, I have power. You know, let's say I'm, if I'm double-minded about whether, you know, I used to not, you know, be able to decide what to preach on. You know, I said, well, I got this message, got that message, and I just, I don't know, Lord, what should I preach on? You know, how, how many, if you're, if you're a parent of older kids, how, what would you think if they called you and said, hey, uh, Dad, uh, I'm in the bean aisle at the grocery store, and I just don't know what brand of beans to buy. Just struggling here. I want to please you. Please, please give me a command. Let's just laugh at that. <laughs> As we grow, God... God wants us to trust our instincts and then decide and decide in faith. The Lord just says, decide what you're going to preach on and then decide in faith. Decide what prophetic word you're going to give. Give it in faith. I, I could go on on that, but I, I just, I'll just say this. I felt like in this room, there's already people who've made powerful decisions, but you're entering a season where the Lord is going to break double-mindedness off you. In every area of your life. I see God going after that. Because I'm in the room with high-level influencers. I'm in the room with people who are going somewhere. And how we make decisions and attaching faith to the decisions, that is, that, that's, that's a, a muscle that the Lord's building in us. Someone say amen to that. And God's going to give you a greater revelation on that. But I want to I do the last life-changing belief. It's this, is, is my past is always turned to good. Just say that. Say it again. 
I want you to say it louder. I think the devil hates a lot of Bible verses. <laughs> that's just a, that's an understatement. <laughs> but one he really hates is Romans 8:28. And all things work together for good for those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. He hates that verse. I don't think about the devil much, but I was thinking about him a while back. And, and I... <laughs> And I've come up with a good biography title for the devil. You want to hear it? It's this, It Backfired Again. It, back, it backfired again. <laughs> His plans always backfire. It's kind of like, you know, the Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote, you know, that, that whole thing. <laughs> And um, here, here's, the, here's the normal story in hell. You know, yep, we don't have to worry about her anymore. It's all over for her. Then six months later, boom, a bomb hits hell. What was that? Uh, well, Mr. Devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Devil, you know the one that you said we don't have to worry about anymore? <laughs> well, you know those things that actually happened in her life have turned to good. She's stronger than ever. And that bomb that just hit us was from her. It's turned out for so, good, so much good. Now, God is so good at turning negatives into positives that people have created theologies that he sent the negative in the first place. No, I mean, he doesn't have cancer to send or other things. And, uh, but he, he can turn things around so well. And, I mean, the ultimate backfire obviously happened when the devil thought he crucified, he killed Jesus. Ha, <laughs> ha. I mean, if, if the devil really would have got it, he would have told, he's, we got to kill the Romans and the Jews because we can't let Jesus die. Because if he dies, I'm not only going to have one problem, I'm going to have millions of them. But he didn't get it. I just kind of imagine after Jesus died, they're throwing a party in hell saying things like, it is finished. <laughs> then there's a knock on hell's door. Whoa. <laughs> That's a, it's like a drum knock. Knock on hell's door. There's a lot of videos I want to see when I get to heaven, but that's one of them. They open the door. The party comes to a screeching halt. And Jesus says, I want the keys back. Yep. I want the keys that Adam and Eve gave you. Because you've had authority on the planet up to this point, but now I'm giving the keys to my church. Woo! Just turn to your neighbor and say, you got the keys. 
got the keys. And I mean, that was the ultimate backfire, but the backfire just continues over and over. I mean, I mean, most, most of our, our greatest influence comes out of our greatest struggle. My influence of bringing hope and encouragement came out of my greatest struggle. You know, I mean, you know, the devil, he just said, you know, he tells you, hey, let's just, let's just bombard Steve with more lies. Let's just keep telling him there's something uniquely wrong with him. Let's just keep telling him he's a failure. Let's keep telling him he's less than all the other leaders. Let's just tell him that, you know, uh, the best he can hope for is to survive. Let's just pump all that stuff on. By the way, let's just laugh at all that stuff. Because <laughs> we're, we're going to take that guy out. And we, we know we're getting close. Look, look at him. <laughs> He wants to quit again on Monday. <laughs> He's talking about quitting. I think we're close. <laughs> we're getting close. <laughs> but then finally something happened. Something happened. And it was God. God. God started to turn that stuff for good in my life. And actually, wow. You know, I began to understand. Well, actually the Lord's given me a ministry to bring hope. He, and I began to see that, and I began to rise up, and I began to bomb hell by giving people hope, by giving people encouragement. And the biggest struggle became my biggest strength. Now, whatever you're battling right now, I've got good news for you. It's not just about you. Let's laugh at this. Your battle right now is only about you and has nothing to do with bringing victory to other people. Ha ha. Let's give an extra laugh on that one. Ha 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 ha. No, it's not. Whatever it is, whether it's an addiction thing, whether it's a family issue, whether it's a financial challenge, whether it's a mental challenge, physical challenge, um, you know, just whatever it is, it's not just about you. Because that thing's going to turn for good. That thing. And also I just want to say this. Some, somebody in the room, even this week, you had something happen. Man, I mean, it, it, it is so difficult for you not to dwell on that. And, and, and I wanna, I'm not saying that thing is good, but I'm saying that thing's going to turn for good. I'm, I'm going to say that is going to turn for good. Just say it's going to turn for good. No matter, you know, and as we look at our past, no matter it's, if it's something that happened to us or something, a choice that we made, it, it can turn the good. The moment we say, you know, Jesus, I love you, and I, I, I commit myself to your purposes in my life, then God supernaturally starts working that thing. Whoo! Someone get happy out there. And I love God. I mean, even if we've made mistakes, God can still get us to where we need to go. I mean, I love GPSs. Man, I don't know how, you know, before GPS things, I've been using it, you know, just driving around here, use my GPS, you know, in one mile, you know, turn on such and such. Oh, I just, I mean, 
What I love about GPS is it just decreased the amount of fights between husbands and wives. <laughs> but what I love about GPS is, is you know, if we... If we're supposed to turn and we don't turn, either the road's blocked or we just don't turn because of our own choice, the GPS system doesn't say, you just blew it. I can't get you there from here. This trip is over. Pull the car over. Turn engine off, exit vehicle. You do not have the gift of driving. <laughs> no, uh, my GPS just calmly says recalculating. Recalculating. And I heard this, the Holy Spirit's recalculating lives here today. There's somebody here who just, man, you just feel like you blew it. You feel like, man, I can't get there. And I'll tell you what, God's recalculating some things. He's recalculating lives. He says you can still get there. Just say, I can still get there. So, Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for the power of beliefs. We thank you that there's always a solution. Thank you, Lord, just for that just even in lives right now, that revelation exploding in our spirit. Just say it again. There's always a solution. And thank you, Lord, just for the power of decision-making, that, that each one of us is a powerful decision-maker in you. And, Lord, thank you for the ability to just make decisions in faith. Thank you for a great process of deciding. But then, Lord, thank you that you are actually activating our faith in small things and big things. And thank you, Lord, that everything turns together for good, that our past is always turned to good. If you guys receive the message today, say, I receive it. I'll never be the same again. Something happened in me this morning. It was supernatural. It's going to influence the nations. Amen. Give God thanks. Give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just give him a shout. Give him a shout today. Woo! Yay. Someone say freedom. Breakthrough. Fire. No limits. Amen. Hey, let's go ahead and stand. I want to pray for real life. Uh, church down the road, they get the privilege of being with these amazing radical believers. And uh, AJ, I know you prayed for Steve before. Put your hand on We're going to just come to agreement. And uh, those behind these three, put your hand on them, would you? And we just come in agreement. Father, we thank you for the blessing that Steve and his team brought to Alaska. We're thankful, Father, for Wendy and for the family members that laid up behind her in Reading. We come to agreement for your covering, your blessing, increase in their lives, 
the presence and the power and the joy of God. Lord, as they have poured out, refresh. And even as Steve and I think two of them are going to real life, bless real life with revelation, kingdom presence of God. Pastor Barry and Heather, healing over Heather. We just declare the goodness of God over real life. And all of Northgate family said... Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So good. Hey, they've got a goal, but I think the, the pro, pro, uh, books are still going to be here, right? And Shereen, you're staying awesome, okay? I want to encourage you to stop back there. All right, be blessed. Have an amazing day.